Welcome to the South Carolina State Library's podcast, Library Voices SC. I'm Curtis Rogers, Communications Director, and today I'm pleased to have with us in our virtual podcast studio, Wanda Jewell, who has been Executive Director of the Southern Independent Booksellers Alliance, also known as SEBA, for the last 30 years. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here, Curtis. It's great to see you. It's great to have you with us. And also, congratulations on your retirement. I understand that this is your last official day. And um, I think that's wonderful. It's amazing. It is. It's, uh, it's hard to believe it's here. And uh, I, I'm so happy it's here. Uh, it's and it's all it's happening wonderful. at a very surreal <laughs> time. Yes. <laughs> we yes. were talking just um, before we started recording. And, you know, there's uh, coronavirus going on. There's Black Lives Matter. There's a lot of uh, civil rights and, and racial issues going on. And um, but aside from all that, I wanted to talk to you because I have known you for years. Um, and I have known about SEBA for years. That's the Southern Independent Booksellers Alliance. And I'd encourage folks to go to their website at SEBAweb.com. We'll have that link in our podcast page. But if you could tell us a little bit about SEBA, its mission, its history, all that good stuff. So SEBA is celebrating 45 years this year. Okay. So I'm celebrating 30, and um, SEBA was around 15 years before me. I was the very first employee. It was an all-volunteer organization for the first 15 years. Um, it started out originally, it was a Florida, Georgia uh, bookseller group. Uh, and I don't know how many folks remember the happy bookseller and Rhett Jackson. I definitely um, do. <laughs> from long ago, a very wonderful Southern gentleman. Uh, so Rhett went to one of the Florida, Georgia bookseller uh, shows and uh, said, well, can South Carolina get in, you know, on this? And sort of from there, it grew to 11 states. So wow. we have 11 states, um, all of the southern states to the border of Texas. We do not have Texas, but we go up to Texas. Mm -hmm. uh, we share Virginia. And then we have Kentucky and Tennessee, Arkansas, and then everything to the coastline from there. Okay. Um, so, and so it's, its mission has always been for booksellers to find community and to learn from each other and to meet with publishers and vendors who are trying to make sure they know about, make sure booksellers know about everything that they need to be doing good business from products to, you know, point of sale systems and all the things you need to be a retailer as well as a bookseller. Mm -hmm. That was the, that was the beginning. And then the 30 years that I have been with SEBA, I mean, I remember when I first started, uh, there was no email, um, <laughs> you know, uh, there was no fax machines. Uh, you know, we did have a word, uh, a database that we kept membership in and kept up with who had paid their dues and not. Mm -hmm. And so I've just really seen a huge, uh, it's just been huge from uh, the growth of the things that we do for bookstores and what we see bookstores doing for communities is just, uh, and particularly right now, it's like, I am just so blown away with how retail is responding during this time and particularly mm -hmm. our local independent businesses 
are just coming through in a way that I guess, you know, we knew we could count on. They always do. Yeah, it really is amazing because with this kind of, you know, when we're told to stay at home and you think about wanting to go to a bookstore and browse the shelves and try to find something new, it's like, how do you interact with your local bookstore and you can't go in, you know? That's right. How, That's how, right. Have, um, how have booksellers been dealing with COVID-19? Well, I mean, basically... And I'm sure it runs the gamut. Yeah, I mean, every independent bookstore... I mean, not everyone, most independent bookstores had a, have a website, but, you know, again, selling books in store is, is, is what they got in business to do. So, you know, most of them, many of them have very lucrative, active websites, but most of them, their website is something they have, they can sell books that way, but it is not their mission to sell books on a website. Their mission is to bring people in the store and, you know, but there was just an amazing pivot from in-store to online that I just, I mean, I think I saw statistics where we have one organization that handles the back end of a bunch of websites, a mm -hmm. bookstore, independent bookstore websites. And in two days, they generated more income than they had in the past two years. You're kidding. No, I'm not kidding. Wow. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, that just, that's a pivot of, and then when, I don't know if you knew that uh, the big A, Jeff Bezos's online store, <laughs> they, um, they um, oh, I can't remember the word they used. They had a good word for it. They de-emphasized books. Really? When COVID first happened, okay. they were focused on getting essentials out, like oh, that's right. masks mm -hmm. and diapers. And so they, so when they, when they, put books off, sort of took books off the table as something they were shipping. Mm -hmm. It gave independent bookstores a huge opportunity to get some of those customers, those Amazon customers who wanted books, mm -hmm. then those customers pivoted very quickly to independent bookstores. Mm -hmm. So it was really kind of cool. You sort of saw readers all across the country pivot to independent bookstores for books. Mm -hmm. It's pretty exciting. It really is exciting. It's fascinating not only how booksellers have been able to respond, but also libraries because, you know, people not being able to come into libraries and browse the shelves and find what they need, um, you know, has been a real challenge for a lot of folks. And now that libraries are having some phased reopenings with curbside pickup and, you know, it's just uh, amazing how folks have been responding. Um, tell us a little bit about some of the highlights of your career with SIBO. What are some of the things that really pop out in your memory? Well, I mean, I know, I mean, the, I, I remember the very first hero I met, Shiro. I, I got to meet Gloria Steinem. And, wow. and I met a lot of famous authors, and I got to interact with a lot of famous people. And that's very, very exciting. People that I respect and people that, whose books I love, but Gloria Steinem had been someone I had uh, my whole life. I mean, since my teens, I had uh, admired and just uh, fangirled about in a big, big way. And uh, when she came to SIBA, I don't think I had been working for SIBA, but it was in my first five years. And I got to ride in a cab with her and go to dinner with her and wow. sit next to her at the dinner table. And that truly, I think of everything that was like a, 
that and meeting and meeting uh, Bobby Sherman, who oh. also was a a teenage uh, heartthrob. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> that's another one. Uh -huh. uh, Bobby Sherman wrote a book, uh, and I have a signed poster from him. Uh -huh. uh, that was also very exciting. Something about tying my youth to these these two people, mm -hmm. what made it super super cool. Uh -huh. um, but I've had, to, I mean, you know, I got to dance with Gloria Gaynor to I Will Survive. Wow. And that was awesome. Um, I mean, she sang, I danced. I didn't <laughs> know if I danced with her, but I got to dance. And she was in the room uh -huh. singing, I Will Survive. Um, so just some amazing, amazing opportunities um, that I wouldn't trade. And then, and then, you know, just last year, I was able to put together a panel with George Wallace's daughter and uh, Jackie Robinson's daughter. They had both written books. Their dads were peers. Um, mm -hmm. And George Wallace's daughter has had a change of heart. Uh, mm -hmm. And the two the two daughters are on the very same page. Mm -hmm. um, and it was very, very cool and very exciting. So just getting to be part of those kinds of things has meant the world to me. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I as a young person, I kind of always dreamed about having my own bookstore. And then mm -hmm. I kind of realized in this job, I kind of have, you know, hundreds of bookstores that exactly you've got the best of both worlds. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and so I can't talk about this job without talking about booksellers. They're just amazing, amazing people. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and libraries too, there's a, I don't know. And I don't want to be uh, for me. I'll just speak for me. There's something about books that feels like a calling. It feels, I mean, it's to me, it's different from selling furniture or, mm -hmm. or, or tools, but I'm sure people who love tools, love selling tools, love talking right, about exactly. tools. And love, so I don't want to take anything from people who love tools. So, uh -huh, uh -huh. but for people who love books, it's just an amazing, um, it's amazing community to be around people and talk to people who love books as much as you love books. Exactly. And, and you know, a lot of people say, even though I work at a library, if I were to want to go into a bookstore, the comment might be, you know, well, isn't that a busman's holiday? And you think, no, because there's books, you know, I mean, it's like, <laughs> I mean, it's just what you like, you know, that's right. That is right. Uh, I have a fond memory um, and I hope you, uh, remember it as well. But uh, years ago, you and I were both interviewed on the Walter Edgar radio show. Do you remember I that? loved that. That was really fun. <laughs> that was at the beginning of ebooks when ebooks were just starting to come out and we were, you know, asked to give our opinions and uh, it was an interesting conversation. Yep. I still feel the way I felt then. I hadn't forgotten. <laughs> yep. Yep. I, I remember making the analogy, you know, well, candles are still here, even though we have electricity. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, so uh, talk to us a little bit about um, different kinds of programs that SEBA has been involved with over the years or different kinds of programs that SEBA has sponsored. I know, um, didn't you all have an annual conference uh, that you would uh, you would hold? Yeah. yeah, yeah, every year. That's where Gloria Steinem was. That's where I met Gloria Gaynor. It was always at the annual show, uh, which for the first time ever this year, the new executive director, who I'm so proud of, Linda Marie Barrett, is doing SEBA's first virtual show. So wow. I, I'm so glad it's her and not me, because I don't know how <laughs> I would do it, but I'm sure she's going to 
pull off a great show. But, you know, every year we'd have over 100 authors come to our trade show because wow. their publishers wanted to make sure booksellers knew about their new books and wanted to hand sell them and get them out there and that the books would be successful. Mm -hmm. And so they would send all these authors and lots of times they would send. I mean, that's where I met Gloria Gaynor and Gloria Steinem and where all these authors came. Um, you know, Pat Conroy was just, I mean, he came for every book he published to the SEBA show. And I remember we had a show in Jekyll Island where he was like, SEBA is homeland to me. And I was wow. like, Oh yes, that's all a girl <laughs> wants to hear. Uh -huh. Um, but I think the things, I mean, I'm very proud of our show. I, you know, I worked very hard to make that show a place people wanted to be. And um, I, I'm, I'm very proud of, of the SEBA show. I'm also proud of something we did for our members. Um, I remember it was um, Martha Stewart. This is years ago. I read in a magazine where she had started, a, she called it a circle of something. Mm. Um, but I remember reading about the concept and coming away from it, thinking about that circle of businesses. And so I came up with this idea of circle of websites, circle of sites. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we, we have about 50 bookstore websites that participate in this. Um, I've never seen it done anywhere else. So I don't even have good words for it, but we sell, uh, they give us real estate on their website. Mm -hmm. that we sell to publishers. So publishers advertise a title and we can take that title's ad and run it on all 50 sites in the okay. same week. Hmm. And so that's a really, really cool thing that we managed to do. Like mm -hmm. we made up the, I mean, our team wrote the script and did all the computer geek part that I don't <laughs> know how to do to make that happen. And that's a very cool thing that I'm really, really proud that we conceived and actually executed. Mm -hmm. um you know we have the okra picks um which i'm always entertained by because oprah certainly inspired that and i'm like only in the south could we have okra picks which mm -hmm. people might think are oprah picks <laughs> right but we're talking about the vegetable okra <laughs> yes yes um and it's four times a year and it's a dozen titles that are coming out forthcoming that we think Southern readers will love. And they usually have some kind of Southern flavor, but yeah, we've just done t so many things over the years that, you know, we had a radio show for a little while. Um, it was great. Uh, just so many things that we've done and tried to do. Uh, and most of them I would say have been successful and useful during their time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, um, Speaking of things like radio show, and I know you guys put out an electronic newsletter, but if uh, folks go to your website, and again, I'll repeat that is SIBAweb, S-I-B-A-W-E-B.com, um, what kinds of things will they find there? Well, probably, you know, we have two websites, actually. We have one for readers, and mm -hmm. it's called AuthorsRoundTheSouth.com. Okay. My... Uh, my talking name is readermeetwriter.com because I always have to explain that authors round the South is not around. Mm -hmm. It's authors round. There's two R's in there. <laughs> <laughs> so I finally said, make it reader meet writer. So people will understand it. So if you type in readermeetwriter.com, mm -hmm. but I've even had people say, 
writer, R-I-D-E-R. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's readers and writers. <laughs> Readermeetwriter.com. Okay. We'll a very cool website about Southern books and Southern writers. And that's if you're interested in that. If you're interested in book selling, then you would go to SibaWeb.com and you will learn about book selling and sort of the industry side okay. of the business. So we so, sort of have the But now when you go to the Readers Meet Writers website, you are automatically redirected to the authorsroundthesouth.com, right? Correct. Okay. Yes, because Reader Meet Writer was just easier than trying to explain <laughs> authorsroundthesouth.com and then people wouldn't get there. So I was like, give right. me a telephone name for this site. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. You're so the same I, site, two uh -huh, names. Uh-huh. Yeah, a lot of a lot of sites do that. We do that in libraries too. We have um, you know, uh like we have a program that's the um talking book services for the the um print impaired. That's the new phrase. Oh, I uh, like it. For blind or visually impaired, but it's print impaired. And so we have talking books sc.org and sctalkingbook.org so we have different you know so that yeah. people can find us which is important yeah that's awesome that's awesome um so if there is a bookseller in the south who wants to participate what would they need to do i mean they could email linda marie l-i-n-d-a-m-a-r-i-e at sebaweb.com and what um what are the requirements to be a member of SEBA? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, there's the core member is the member that votes. Okay. And that is a brick and mortar, privately held bookstore in our region. And that's the requirement for that. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. a voting member. Okay. So, and this may be changing because things are changing. So this is, this could, this is probably going to change. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, right now, like an online only bookstore would not qualify. Um, it's too easy to set up an online store. The, mm -hmm. uh, the investment on behalf of a brick and mortar store is tremendous by comparison. Right. You can join SEBA, but you can't join as a core member. The dues mm -hmm. are more expensive and you would be joining as an associate member. Mm -hmm. um, I can tell you right now, if you're a store in the South and you want to join SEBA right now, it's free during COVID any store we're making any store that we can find in the south a member because we want to support all southern independent bookstores during this time mm -hmm. so between uh, for all of 2020 any bookstore that wants to be a member of seba we invite you and we will mark you current as soon as we know about you great wonderful um, so you just need to reach out and we'll put you in the database and mark you current um and that's that's our response to COVID because we don't want any store to not feel supported. Mm -hmm. But yeah, and I think at the website you can find how to reach out everybody at the at SEBA. Okay, so you you've talked a little bit about some of your experience, like meeting the Glorias. You've got yes. Gloria Steinem and Gloria Gaynor, and and of course you mentioned Pat Conroy. What are some other kinds of memorable experiences you've had either at an annual conference or um, just uh, working with SEBA in general? Right. So um, James Patterson, um, uh, 
such a great, fun writer, but also such an incredibly generous man. He has given so much money to bookstores and libraries and, and to booksellers and librarians. I mean, he's just incredibly generous. So we held a Thanksgiving lunch for him at one SEBA and he came and that was really cool to have him there and be able to do that for him. Um, both um, Nicholas Sparks and John Grisham came to SEBA for their very first books. Wow. And it was, you know, it's so interesting when an author comes for a first book and isn't very well known yet. And, uh, you know, I try to tell my booksellers all the time, they never forget how they were treated. They never forget who was nice and who wasn't. They never forget, you know, and, uh, you know, here some, it's probably been nearly 30 years ago. Might've been my very first SEBA show in Orlando, Florida that, um, John Grisham came to, because uh, I remember the book. We all got copies of it, um, and it was um, it was John Grisham's A Time to Kill, and um, and you know, and now there's about five bookstores in the South that he signs books for and does events for every single year, and it's the same five. So it's wow. very clear, you know, who he remembers, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I, I try to tell booksellers all the time, every author is a bestseller. You've got to remember that because you do not know what the future will hold. <laughs> mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Um, well, one of the things that's popped into my head, and I usually ask a lot of libraries uh, about this, if I'm talking about um, how libraries work, and maybe this might be the same way with an association like SEBA, but what kind of partnerships with other organizations have you developed over the years? Are there, are there state associations? Since you're a regional association, are there more local level associations uh, that you work with? Well, I mean, we have, when you say work with, we have tried to support uh, book festivals. Mm -hmm. um, book festivals in lots of our states, Louisiana's book festival, um, Greensboro has a book festival that they've just started and we, we gave them some money. Um, I mean, whenever, basically whenever a bookseller reaches out to us and is like, you know, uh, particularly if we can help, like if a chain is doing it and we want to help an independent bookstore get that business, mm -hmm. you know, we'll, we'll partner to try to help do that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, We've also partnered with public radio stations, um, but usually it's when a bookseller member comes to us with an idea and a partner that they want us to help cultivate that relationship. And mm -hmm. we will see how we can use our whatever resources, skills, leverage, whatever we may have to help them achieve that partnership. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, we've, you know, we've partnered with bloggers and hotels. I mean, many years ago, we, on our 40th anniversary, we dedicated a library in the hotel we were in to our sponsors who had given us a bunch of money that year. They were our ambassadors uh, for our 40th anniversary. And so we were able to dedicate a hotel library to them um, at a hotel in Raleigh, North Carolina, you know, wow. that now has all the winners of the Southern book prize that we give every year. And then uh, it was Reba and Dave Williams. They give the Willie Morris Southern prize for fiction. We have all those winners in the library. So yeah, anytime we're able to do anything that we feel like is going to raise that 
we want to raise the level of our independent bookstores in their own communities where mm -hmm. they're seen as good partners uh, and good neighbors. We want to help do that. Mm -hmm. Definitely. It's all, all part of the greater good. Yes. Um, so at the website, folks can sign up for a newsletter. How often does that come out? And do, don't you, aren't there different types of newsletters? Yes. So again, we have two newsletters. There's the Lady Banks newsletter, which is what a reader would care about. And you mm -hmm. can sign up for that at the uh, Reader Meet Writer website. Mm -hmm. And that's all about books and Southern bookstores and Southern books and Southern writers. And it comes every week. And then at SebaWeb.com, if you are a member of SEBA or you're in the database for the industry, booksellers, writers, publishers, any of those folks, um, we send out what's called SEBA land. I think it's called in the news you can use in the land of SEBA. Mm -hmm. And it comes out once a week, Thursdays at four o'clock. Okay. Um, and it's an industry focused mm -hmm. um, newsletter. Okay. Great. Well, the website has a lot of wonderful resources, and I'm looking forward to uh, checking out some more stuff that um, that your organization does. And one of the things I wanted to kind of wrap up with is since since you are retiring, what's coming up in your personal literary future? I mean, you know, I think about so many things. I'm going to have to, um, I feel like I'm a kid. I feel like I, I feel like I'm having a, it's like I get to play all day uh -huh. and there's so many toys I have that I've been saving to play with. Mm -hmm. So many people I want to play with. I'm going to knock on their doors and see if they can come out and play. Uh -huh. And I mean, I have ideas for podcasts that I want to do. I have ideas for books I want to write. I have ideas for art I want to make, poems I want to write. I, I just am, I have, I just know that I'm not going away. That's mm -hmm. all I know is mm -hmm. I will be somewhere in this circle of reading and writing. I just don't know how it's gonna, I do know I'm taking the rest of 2020 to kind of sort it out and like mm -hmm. I'll reemerge in 2021 or when we have a vaccine or <laughs> whenever it's safe again to be out in the world, uh, that I will have it figured out, but I am not pressuring myself to know today. Well, that's good. That's good. That's good <laughs> to hear. <laughs> well, thank you. I really appreciate you being with us today. It's so fun. Thanks for thinking of me on my special day. Yes. <laughs> and, it's wonderful. Thank, and thank you to our listeners. You can find the Library Voices SC on Podbean, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio, or add us on your favorite podcast app. Our podcast website address is libraryvoices.podbean.com. We love hearing from our listeners, so please send us your comments and suggestions for future topics. Library Voices SC is the official podcast of the South Carolina State Library. So until next time, this is Curtis Rogers. Thanks for listening. 